Hi, nursing students. This is Dean Turple. This is Dean Turple's podcast. Today is December 2nd, 2019 already. Anyway, I had a request from one of the students here in our ASM program who's graduating this month and to talk about some things that come at the end of the program and next steps. So I apologize if this doesn't meet all of your needs, but I'm going to make a note so when you get to that point, if you want to come back and refer to it, you can. Um, I hope I'm hitting on points though that will, you know, make all of you think um, moving forward about how things will be for you, including the R and BSN students who might be looking at changes as they finish their BSN. So the student asked me about three things. What to expect as you finish the program and you move towards your NCLEX, about studying for the NCLEX, and about jobs, moving forward with jobs. So I want to tell you a little bit about how it works with getting um, an application out for to be able to take your NCLEX. So in this week and next, the associate deans are going to be going through transcripts. They're going to be make, doing degree audits to make sure that you've got all of the requirements to make sure your degree is, to, that you have all of your requirements for your degree. Then after graduation, which as we know, graduation is on December 11th, then the ADs will be going through each of your records to make sure your degree was awarded. Remember that graduation is on December 11th. Degrees will not be awarded till December 11th. December 16th is our last day. The chances that your records will be going to the Board of Nursing before the break are slim. I'm not saying that it won't happen. I'm just saying that it's very, very slim chances. So after the ADs make sure that your degree was awarded, they will send all of your information to the State Board of Nursing. There is a rumor that you can pay, I don't know who, I guess it would be the registrar to get your transcript sent out early, but that's absolutely not true. Everybody's get sent out together. Believe me when I say that the executive assistants and the associate deans want to get this information out as soon as possible calling them to ask them if it's been sent out doesn't help because it just stops them from doing it. <laughs> so know that this is a high priority for them and they will get it sent out. It goes to the State Board of Nursing. The Board of Nursing has about a month. They will tell you that it will take at least a month before they're going to get back to you and let you know that you are okay to apply. Now you can send an application before that but that is likely not going to speed up the process at all. But you can try if you want. The Board of Nursing is going to notify you that you are eligible to test for the NCLEX, to test for licensure to take the NCLEX. Remember that your degree has to be posted before we can send the information to the board. When we send information to the board, we don't send your entire transcripts. The associate deans are sending, sending an attestation. They're sending a verification. They're signing that you've met all the requirements for the degree. Please know that the Board of Nursing does a quality check. They do some spot checks. 
they don't it's a random selection but they do some spot checks the board of nursing does spot checks on everything as you will find throughout your career they randomly select and contact students to see their transcripts at that time if you get notification from the board of nursing that you need to send your transcripts this is not something the nursing department can do unfortunately or fortunately <laughs> all transcript requests go through the registrar so when you get that notification from the board all it means is that they're doing a spot quality check and you have to contact the registrar to send your transcripts you should be able to do this online so there are some things you can do to make sure this process goes more smoothly first and foremost your name complete name and address have to match exactly what's on your driver's license and what's the school has so if you have a different name on your driver's license or address than the school has you need to change one or the other and now is the time to do that you can get an appointment with the um, to get your driver's license changed or you can do the appropriate notification for the college to make sure they match if there's any difference they're not going to let you test so that's something you can check right now the other thing that's important to know is the college needs to have your current address we're working with the donor and it's highly likely that we will be able to reimburse you for the cost of your Pearson fee and your application for the NCLEX which I believe is about three hundred and ten dollars there's a very good chance that we have a donor who's going to do this. However, where we've run into snags before was that we didn't have correct addresses. And it comes from the college. The college sends out the reimbursement to the address listed. So you really have to have everything current. So this is a good time to check all that stuff out right now before you have anything else going on, before you try to do any of this other stuff. Okay? Also, continue to check your Broward College email. We are going to use Broward College email if we, talk, if we are able to reimburse you for your NCLEX or if there's any sort of process that needs to be done. So I really want to have your Broward College email. Okay, the second thing, taking the NCLEX. Unfortunately for me, it was many, many years ago. Uh, when I took the NCLEX and um, it's so, it was so long ago that I took it on paper and pencil and it took two days so please don't complain about the computer thing to me <laughs> anyway get a hold of a recent grad who passed the NCLEX and ask them how you studied I never recommend that you study for more than an hour hour and a half at a time um, I would after I finish maybe set aside an hour hour and a half use the Pomodoro technique if you're not familiar with that where you set a timer study for that amount of time and then stop and walk away and maybe do that twice a day you're gonna have a really good idea after you take the HESI this week of what areas you need to focus on so that is going to be really really important pay attention in the HESI review and look at your HESI scores and see where you need to focus your energies to study for the NCLEX take the NCLEX as soon as you're eligible please it doesn't get any better you don't retain information longer you need to take it soon one more thing that I've told many of you and it's very important don't think that you're going to move to another state and take the NCLEX there easily is it possible definitely it's possible but here's the thing 
they need so much information from us that we're not required to send them and we have a lot of requirements so it kind of goes down to the bottom of the priority list and it's not going to happen fast that can take five or six months to even gather all the information they need and send it to that state board of nursing then they have to go through an approval process then they have to go through an approval process with you take your boards here in florida and then apply for reciprocity or a multi-state or a compact multi-state license please I want to talk about then my favorite thing to talk about, which is getting jobs. So many of you already have ideas for where you want to work or what you're looking for, and that's great. So the first thing you're going to do, and I'm sure you've worked on it in your trends in, and in your BSN program, is put together a resume. So just so you know, the way resumes work anymore is not that they, a person looks at each resume. Most organizations, most hospitals, use a computer program. The job description is fed into the computer and then resumes are matched to it. So one general resume to all that you use for every job you apply for no longer works because it doesn't matter how good your qualifications if your resume doesn't match what it says in that job description, you're not going to get pulled for that job. Your resume is not going to get pulled, your application is not going to get pulled, and you're not going to get an interview. So what does that mean? It means your resume needs to match the job description. So you go online and you look at the job you're looking for. So I'm looking for a job as an ED nurse. So you pull that job description. The job description is there on the website for the organization. So you're going to download that. You're going to copy and paste it, whatever. Then you're going to match your resume to that job description. So you need to have keywords. Think about what you've done in your clinicals, in any job you may have had, that you can match to that resume. Um, I'm happy to look over some stuff with you uh, and go through it, but that is the main thing. It has to match. Otherwise, the computer program does not pull out your resume. That's the biggest thing people think, oh my gosh, I've sent like 20 applications. I'm not getting any calls back. Your application, your resume has to match the job description. So you may have to do several different resumes. You can use the same basic shell, but you're going to need to change some of the wording in it to match the job that you want. I'm sure you will know already, network, 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 network. Talk to people without becoming annoying. It annoys nurse managers a little bit when you just show up and demand to be seen by them. But you can certainly use your contacts. You can talk to people that you've had clinicals with. And this is why we say that, it's that your clinical experiences are job are um, job interviews right because you're making an impression during that time okay regarding interviewing practice 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 there's a career center here at Broward College and you can practice interviewing they offer you the opportunity to practice interviewing as many times as you want 
So what you do is you go to the Career Center. So Broward.edu, Student Resources along the top there, and click on Career Center Network. And you can find there's all sorts of resources there. You can go and, and have them help you um, do your resume there. But the most important thing is the Career Center interview practice. You can use Interview Stream and practice your interviews anytime. The more you get comfortable with them, the better off you'll be. I have never done an interview without practicing it first. So what kind of things do you need to know for your interview? Well, they don't. we don't do things like, why did you want to be a nurse anymore? They are going to give you situations and ask you to give examples. Pardon me, sorry about that and ask you to give examples of things that you've done and how you've met those challenges or what you've done. So use the, inter the interview stream to practice. They'll give you those some, some of those kind of questions, but also make some notes. These are things you can do while you're waiting to test for the NCLEX. Think back over your last months over your whole experience as a nursing student in clinicals and in class and note down some of the challenges you've had and how you've met them. So some examples might be challenging patient situations, challenging healthcare team situations, challenging ethical situations, how you've handled those. Write down some notes. Most importantly, you're almost always going to be asked about your strengths and weaknesses in an interview. Okay, you need to jot those down so you can remember them. What are your greatest strengths? What are some of your weaknesses? So in an interview, if time management is a weakness, I would not bring that up personally. You need to be very thoughtful about how you list your weaknesses. So think about weaknesses and think about how you can turn them into a more positive light for an interviewer. So for example, <clears throat> a good weakness to list in an interview is that you're a little bit hard on yourself, that you have high expectations for yourself. You want to be careful about saying you have high expectations of others because that can paint you in the light of not being a good team member. So high expectations for yourself is a good weakness to have. Um, you can do some other interviewing and read some other books on interviewing and they will help you with some other good weaknesses, but that's the weakness I usually use is that I tend to be too hard on myself. Let me tell you that the number one thing that hospitals are looking for right now is to hire nurses who are going to stay there. They are looking for retention. You need to find a way to slip into the interview that you plan to stay at the organization. So how could you say that? You might talk about the fact that you are a South Floridian and you intend to stay in South Florida, that you're looking for an organization where you can grow within the organization, that you are you know, planning to stay here somehow, you want to avoid talking about your home life or your personal life, but you do need to find a way to slip into the interview that you plan to be there a while. 
saying when somebody says when an interviewer says where do you plan to be in five years and you say oh within five years i'm going to be an advanced practice nurse working in a private office they're just going to pass over you that's not what they're looking for they are looking for nurses who will stay it's very important you should have with you written out some reminders of questions you should ask so it's always good at the end of the interview when the interviewer or group of interviewers asks, do you have any questions for me questions for us that you have a couple of questions there are some good questions to ask and there are some not so good questions to ask I would avoid asking questions like what is your nurse to patient ratio they don't want to hear questions like that they don't want to hear that that's all you're interested in is how much your workload is going to be you might consider asking questions about opportunities for advancement within the organization you might consider asking about how you are how the organization let's see how can I put this how the interviewers feel that you would contribute to their mission and vision you can ask them what the most important qualities they're looking for in a new graduate are this shows that you're interested in being a part of the organization that you're interested in the mission and vision that you are interested in being a good fit for the organization and not just getting a job okay we talked a little bit about resumes and how you have to match that we talked a little bit about interviews um, let me talk about a couple other things about when you show up for the interview so when you show up for the interview appearance is important one of the most important things you should dress in business clothes not business casual business clothes so for men that likely means a shirt and tie believe me when I say a tie goes a long way in an interview whether you feel like that's appropriate or not I'm telling you it goes a long way in an interview a jacket is nice too you do not need to go out and buy a new suit and tie you can get a tie at a thrift shop you can get a suit jacket for a pretty good price it doesn't have to match your pants you wear a pair of dress pants go to Walmart and buy a shirt you can get a tie at a thrift store and you can borrow a jacket or find a jacket at a thrift store that's in pretty good shape there are some organizations out there too but go to the thrift store go to Goodwill you'll be shocked at what you can find you're not going to need it for anything else than interviews so go cheap don't tell your parents or your friends or your wife or your whoever your husband to go out and buy you a brand new suit because it's not gonna work or it's it's not worth it what you need is just a nice shirt and tie which I'm telling you all of you guys can go together and get some of this stuff and share it if you're the same size for women a nice pair of pants a nice blouse or shirt that is conservative and a jacket goes a long way a jacket or a cardigan in a nice pair of pants goes a long way personally for an interview 
I wouldn't wear open-toed shoes. I know that it's Florida, but there are some organizations who have rules about open-toed shoes. Again, you can buy a pair of $10 flats at Walmart or borrow a pair from somebody. You can borrow clothes or you can get it from a thrift store. You don't need to go out and buy fancy new clothes, but for an interview, you need to wear business clothes, not business casual, business clothes. It's very important. Okay, guys, for the interview, go, when you go and you're dressed in your business clothes, leave your phone in the car. Leave your cell phone in the car. Don't even take your cell phone with you. Carry what I always call a portfolio. So it can be even just a nice folder. In that, you should just have written down the place, the time of the interview, and you should have some of your notes written down. It is absolutely 100% fine to refer to your notes during an interview. But the best way to do that is to carry something that allows you to just open it up Look briefly at your notes, especially the questions you've asked. It also gives you a moment if you start getting nervous to look down and you can say, excuse me, I just want to check my notes. Look down, check your notes, close up your folder or your portfolio and get back to answering questions. Women, a nice small handbag. Men, if you want to take a briefcase with you, that's absolutely fine. But all of you should carry some sort of folder or portfolio. If you're not sure what I mean, look on Amazon at Padfolio, P-A-D-F-O-L-I-O, and that's kind of what I mean. Am I suggesting that you go out and buy something new? Absolutely not. Actually, if you let me know ahead of time, I have one you could borrow. I have a couple. I'll put them in my office here on Central. I'm, you're more than welcome to borrow them. Um, I'd like them back. This goes for any of the students, are into BSN, ASN, anybody who wants to borrow from an interview, like I said, I, I kind of like it back, but like them back, but I can certainly loan them out. Um, I highly suggest that. Write down some notes, study your notes, write down some questions, and then you have something to refer to during the interview. Don't risk your phone going off. Leave it in the car. Yes, I know phones are a fact of life. The interviewers may be looking at their phones, don't do it. You are just trying to get a job. You want to impress them beyond impress them with your professionalism. Professionalism is incredibly important to interviewers. Yes, the questions are answers to the questions are important, but it's hard to get to the answers to the questions if you aren't looking and acting professional. This goes for everybody. The R and BSN students when you're looking for new jobs. So there is one thing, one book that I recommend. The book is called Nurses, Jobs, and Money, um, A Guide to Advancing Your Nursing Career and Salary. I actually have the Kindle edition, which I don't think I can share with anybody, but I'm going to try and get some used ones. You know, honestly, it's um, a little on the older side. Um, it's It was published a few years ago, but it actually is a really, really good book, um, and I use it all the time. Uh, I refer to it. It's it's just a really good book for nursing students. It was published back in like 2000, maybe 12 or 13. So like I said, it's just a tiny bit older, but it has some really good advice on your career. Um, the same author, I think she wrote one called Nurses, Jobs, and Resumes that is also good, but Nurses, Jobs, and Money is a good, a good book to have. 
So graduating ASN students, you're doing your HESI this week. I'm super excited for you. Uh, unfortunately, I won't be able to be at um, the candlelighting rehearsal. I told some of you, I think I told, I think I told the central, mostly the central students, but um, when I was graduating from nursing school, one of my classmates' mothers gave all of us a little pin, a little stick pin, a little gold stick pin that says, I know I can, and has a little train on it. And it sounds really dorky, but I have loaned that out to multiple friends and family members when they've taken their NCLEX as a good luck charm, and it's always been very successful. I wish I had one to loan to every single one of you, but instead I had somebody make me just some little round pins that say, I know I can, and have the same little train on them. So I'll bring those to candlelighting. If you'd like to have that to wear during your NCLEX, um, that's fine. Don't feel obligated. It's not a big deal. The value of that is when you pass your NCLEX to pass it on to the next person and continue to loan it out to your friends and family and classmates. So I'll see you guys at candlelighting. I'm super excited for you. Email me your questions and your ideas. And again, I'm always here for you. I'm praying for every single one of you, all nursing students, every single day, ASN, RN to BSN, whether you're in a class or you're between classes or what's going on. I am beyond honored that I've had this year to get to know you, and I'm super excited to get to know all of you who are staying with me for a few months longer a little bit better. I am going to have some specific office hours on each campus once a month from 7.30 a.m. to 8.30 a.m. on Fridays. I'll put out that schedule so you know. You're always welcome to see me, but if you just want to drop in then, um, we can chat about whatever you want. We can do some math. Um, I can give you some lemon oil for your test that day or whatever else is going on. Hope you guys had a good weekend and have a good couple of weeks.